being out at night is dumb. I know this, but for some reason my little brother decided to go off in the field with a spare lantern to hunt for some fireflies. The Snallygaster's been sighted. We haven't painted the star on the barn yet. You see the dim, uh, dim glow dancing in the distance. You hope you can catch up. You hope you can catch up. <clears throat> that, but that was before a dark shape swooped down, and now that same glowing light is lifting up in the sky. Creepy Critters, a podcast where I talk about cryptids with a guest or two. Today, I'm uh, I have someone who is my mortal enemy, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Hey, hey, everybody! That's probably a fair assessment of our relationship. <laughs> well, okay. I have a quick question: Have you watched The Pest yet? No. Okay. Well. Mm. Uh, like, you won't like me. You yeah, won't like me fine. that much after that. I mean, <laughs> but Madison made me watch the Lizzie McGuire movie at one point. So I watched that in theaters. <laughs> we had um, a review that we covered because we do uh, funny Rotten Tomatoes reviews uh, on our show, and one of the reviewers was like, "I had to go see this movie with my little sister, and it was fucking terrible." But luckily, I went and saw Matrix Reloaded right after it. <laughs> Okay, so I, I have something to say. I'm not going to say Matrix Reloaded was a good movie. I feel like it's not nearly as bad as what people <laughs> said it Because he said it, or I, I'm leaving the podcast right now. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's good, but it's not nearly as bad. Say it's, it's good, a, or I'm walking. <laughs> it's a perfectly okay movie that's really... <laughs> 2,000 years later. We're going to be talking about two cryptids today uh-huh. and these two cryptids are mortal enemies uh, you're supposed to like go like ooh or something oh, sorry. Ooh. <laughs> okay so it's uh so we're going to be talking about the snallygaster and the deweo okay the deweo the deweo yes uh first we're going to be talking about the snallygaster in the 18th century, in Central Maryland, the Washington D.C. Metro, uh, Washington D.C. metro area in the Frederick County, Maryland, was being settled by uh, German Im- immigrants beginning in the 19 uh, beginning in the 1730s. Mm-hmm. Um, early accounts describe the community being terrorized by a monster called the Schneller Geist, meaning. Ghost. Something quick ghost. ghost. Quick, quick ghost. ghost. Schnell. Yeah, Schnell. Schnell and Geist. Okay, Schnell. Geist. Schnell. <laughs> yes. The earliest counts describe the creature mixed with half bird features of uh, of a siren with nightmarish features of a of demons and ghouls. I got that. I got that out of a. I that, got that out of like I an old timey. That's a grammatically correct sentence. <sighs> like. I I copied it directly from the I know, thing. I believe you. In <laughs> yeah. studying Granada, we regularly have synopses that are like nonsensical sentences that I'm just like, what? We we copy and paste them from a website, but like Yeah. So so um so it was so this is a better description. 
that I didn't... Uh, so it's half reptile, half bird, with a metallic beak lined with razor-sharp teeth, and occasionally with octopus-like tentacles. So a bird with a razor-sharp metal beak and tentacles. So one thing I want to uh, put out there right now, um, I... A previous guest who is very prolific and quick with drawing, um, I asked I asked them to for like little little drawings and stuff of the creatures and their in their style, mm-hmm. uh, in cute ways and stuff. I can't wait for for them to do this one. I'm going to send out a call like a real mess. quick to a previous guest who's not a very good quick artist to just. Th- it's Marky. To do an inverse of this, so an octopus face with a bird body. Hmm. Well, so, and so that's it's called the Geist Schnell. <laughs> it's it goes fast. <laughs> yeah, it goes fast. <laughs> so so like like what I'm imagining with that anyway is it's probably it probably has like like a pterodactyl type body. Hmm. And its face is more bird-like. Okay. And I guess the metallic beak is... I'm, I'm thinking like a Zapdos beak, for yeah, whatever reason. Yeah, I can dig it. Shaft! Can you dig it? So I'm imagining, I'm imagining like it has like kind of a pterodactyl-like body, but like but like once you get like lower and lower down on it, it just becomes a mess of tentacles. <laughs> oh god. That's yeah. fucking horrifying. <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> it's your nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the ancient one. It swoops down silently from the sky to pick up and carry off its victims in its tentacles. I'm saying that. It doesn't say that, but gotcha. I'm saying that. Well, I'm saying that it carries them off with its beak. Okay. Well, guess what? We're mortal Sometimes enemies it does now. Both. <laughs> I'm the Snallygaster and you're the DeWeo. The artist that's your that's um a previous guest that's very good and quick, please draw a like boxing fight poster of the two uh monsters matched up against each other because we're almost oh. like you know, like the old the old boxing fight posters like Merriweather versus Abraham or whatever. Like that, but with these two monsters as the two. Oh, I like that. I like that. Also, the previous guest who's not a good artist, take a crack at that as well. The uh, Some of the earliest stories also claim that this monster sucks the blood out of its victims. Um, seven-pointed stars reputedly kept the Snallygaster at bay and could still be seen painted on local barns mm. in the area. Now, painted as in past tense or as in, like, they're being painted currently? Like... Or is it worn stars that have been painted in the past, or are people still doing this? I would imagine it probably a combination of both. Okay. Sure, uh, I mean, but like it, yeah, I'd imagine it'd be a combination of both. I didn't know but if this clarified. No, it says painted. God, do can some still be research seen. for once, Jesse. <laughs> okay, okay. I only had to go through like actual like really old descriptions in <laughs> newspapers. I, I mean, whatever. you brought the mortal enemies energy into this episode. I'm just playing along. <laughs> so, uh, you want to hear a fun sentence that's just just one because it was kind of forgotten about in the 19th century. It was suggested that the legend was resurrected in the 19th century to frighten freed slaves. Yeah, 
That's, That's not very... the only cryptid in the South that was resurrected as a story. To f- scare off freed slaves or runaway slaves. In the 20th century, mm-hmm. um, Theodore Roosevelt, a.k.a. Teddy. Uh, Teddy, a.k.a. Man with a big stick who, does, who speaks very softly. Theodore Roosevelt wanted to hunt the Snallygaster. Newspaper accounts throughout uh, February and March of 1909 described the encounters between local residents and a beast with the enormous with enormous rings, a long pointed beak, claws like still hooks, and an eye in the center of its forehead. Jesus, do not want. This is just an old one. Just put a mess of like, like constantly slimy tentacles underneath. Like you got it. I feel like Teddy Roosevelt came into the Oval Office one day and was like, "I want to hunt something awesome." And his staff went away and was like, "I don't know. Like, what if like a bird? Like they're just like in a room brainstorming some fictional monster they can make up for Teddy Roosevelt so they don't get fired." It was described making screech uh, screeches like a locomotive whistle. <laughs> It was described as talking exactly like Screech from Saved by the Bell. Uh, it was described as a very gross man yes. who... <laughs> it was described as looking basically exactly like Dustin Diamond, but with tentacles. <laughs> Start the episode over. Describe it like that. We'll go from there. Uh, you know what the great thing about this is? That's this is probably the first time he was actually mentioned like in a very long time. <laughs> You know what's more impressive? That I pulled the name Dustin Diamond just out of the back of my brain somehow. Well, he is a parasite that will leech on to any, any amount of fame. A great deal of publicity surrounded the, surrounded the string of appearances, with the Smithsonian Institute offering a reward for the hide. A U.S. president, Theodore Roosevelt, reportedly considered postponing an African safari to personally hunt down the beast, um, a thing that uh, Theodore Roosevelt uh, did was he'd go across the basically occasionally he would just go across a continent such as South America or or Africa and just kill thousands of animals. Yeah, there's like a statistic of how of like his depopulation of Africa and wildlife or something. I don't remember. I I, I read it at one point. I thought maybe I'm making it up now. So. So, um, I'm going to just, um, drop the, drop the, uh, shroud here. <laughs> sure. Because, um, it was revealed that it was a hoax. What? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. You brought me town. on here to talk about a thing that's not even real? No, no, no. no. Theodore Roosevelt wanting to hunt this thing. Mm. It exists, obviously, because that's the, because in kayfabe they do exist, and this <laughs> podcast <laughs> podcast kayfabe. Yeah, no, I'm down. Yeah, pos- I get it. Yeah, yeah, but it was a hoax. Uh, so the so good old Teddy uh, did not want to hunt this beast. In fact, he was just like that. You can't call this episode <laughs> podcast kayfabe. <laughs> nope, I have to call it bye. So it was a hoax perpetrated by Middletown Valley Register editor. Uh, George C. Roderick mm-hmm. and reporter Ralph S. Wolf. Ralph S. Wolf is a made-up name. <laughs> that is not a reporter's name. No like, one has that name. We all know That's it, was, a- it was Teddy Roosevelt and a fake like beard because he already had a mustache. He came in and was like, "Oh, bully!" I say, Teddy Roosevelt wants to hunt the Schnellgeist. It's because they basically just wanted more readers. Mm-hmm. 
But basically, yeah, they just wanted to get, they basically wanted those clicks. Uh, so the descriptions were borrowed from themes of existing German folklore, included dragon-like creatures that snatched children up and livestock, and also evoked descriptions of the Jersey Devil, which was spotted weeks before. So wait, these two guys invented the, what? what's the, the name of it? Because I keep, I know Schnell guys, which isn't even correct, but that's the only one I- No, Snallygaster. Snallygaster. So these two guys invented the Snallygaster, or they invented the story that Teddy Roosevelt wanted to hunt it? Both. Both? Both. Okay. But really what they did know is they were describing <laughs> something that was real, because these are real in Podcast Cafe. <laughs> right, right. Podcast Cafe. We got to respect that. Respect the Cafe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's just like how the Undertaker like does little necromantic uh, magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly like that in in every exactly. sense. So they invented in quotes because it was real the Snallygaster and yes. the myth or the rumor that uh, Teddy Roosevelt was coming around to hunt it. Yes, gotcha. I thought this was more of like an established legend and not. And not well, no, it, two guys made it up. Spoilers, they didn't. It's real. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, what they did. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Is, this was an established legend. <laughs> People would have known about it in the area. Right. People would have, there would have been sightings. Quote, uh-huh. quote. But, they decided to bring it back. And add more description gotcha. to it. Okay. To make it sound like the Jersey Devil, which was also taking national attention. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So they, they, they found a legend that existed in the area and then just kind of uh plumped it. So that's pretty much that's pretty much the most information I have on the Snallygaster. Hmm. It's um a kind of like it kind of shows up as like in local stuff, like in mid- middle town. But it's not like something huge. Like it's it's not like you know nationally known to most people, right? So is the next one. It's not going to be nationally known, but it is the just just hates hates that Snallygaster. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's a heffalump. And no, everyone wait. knows I'm the Snallygaster, and Mike is the uh, Deweyo. Deweyo, I can live with that. Yeah. So. Because I so hate the you Dewey-o. so much. I just... I oh my god, you. I hate you so much. Fucking, so, so the Dewey-o, or the Dewey-o, that's that's if <laughs> is is a mammalian biped with similar features to a wolf, but the stature of a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's primarily reported in West Middletown, uh, Maryland. So, you know, they have their feud, you <laughs> east know, side, east west and side. west. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but sightings have been reported also in the Wolfsville, Maryland. <laughs> that sounds like it's just like, hey, there's this werewolf in Wolfsville. I mean, Duckburg. It might as well be the next <laughs> town over. Yeah, the Deweyo and the Snallygaster reportedly been had vicious encounters dating back to the earliest settlement of the Middletown Valley. By the way, um, I already have an idea what we're going to do for the- uh, I also have an idea. For make it white. Yeah, I have an idea. I think we may be going on the same <laughs> same wavelength. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not saying yet. So, so uh, most Oweo uh, sightings began around the 19, uh, 1920s and 30s. However, the legend actually reaches back to the 
at 1700s. Uh, the Dutch that settled the uh, region brought back, brought with them the tale of the Hexen Wolf, mm. which a, is a really cool. That's name. a really cool name. That's so like that would be that would be a great metal band. Name. Why didn't you ask me on for that episode? The Hexen Wolf. Well, it's the same as the Deweo. <sighs> yeah, but it's got <laughs> a cooler name. Okay, we could call it the Snallygast of the Hexen Wolf. Well, no, because that's not that, – I mean, that's not what it's called, Jesse. These are real creatures. So, we got to call them by their real names. So, the Hexen Wolf has strong roots in old German folklore. Mm-hmm. And some suspect it might be one of the possible origins of what we think uh, as werewolves mm. today. So, where also, we- why could we – why couldn't we have, like, like Hexen Wolves instead of werewolves? It just means – it just means, like – Dude, wolf. So, do werewolves not predate the 1700s? So, it's not, it's not that. So, the Deweo was 1700s. The Hexen Wolf was a oh, okay, Hexen Wolf German folklore. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I'm with you now. I, I, yeah, I kind of got turned around there, but I, I'm with yeah. you now. <laughs> yeah, the Hexenwolf is could be back from whenever it was the Goths and Visigoths, so the Visigoths and stuff. So it's believed that the Hexenwolf is the origin of where we got werewolf, and it's believed that Deweo is an offshoot or just a renaming of the Hexenwolf. Pretty much. Okay, cool. Pretty much. I'm with you now. The Deweo appears to have been in response of the feel, fear of the notorious Schnellergeist, or the Snallygaster. Uh, Dutch settlers filled the Snallygaster and looked to the Dueo as sort of protection against it, almost like a Godzilla up against like King Gregoria. <laughs> uh, by the way, that was totally a uh, a paid plug for the next Godzilla movie. Was it actually a paid plug? No, okay. no, I would love to. <laughs> was just- I want to see that movie. I would love to. See- I w- I want to see that movie so badly because I love King Gregoria mm-hmm. a lot. And I prefer King Dedede, day-to-day. Day-to-day-to-day. But it's just going to be a bunch of, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be thick, just that the impressively thick Godzilla up against this uh, Hydra. So, you know, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Can't wait when we see uh, Godzilla carrying around uh, that tiny King Kong from Skull Island in a papoose in front of him, because he's <laughs> way too small to fight Godzilla. Is that a movie fights reference? No. What's that from? Did you Or did you just make that up? I may have stolen it on accident, but I'm just saying Godzilla like Godzilla is, is, is way too big. For that tiny little Godzilla. We thought, we thought not, on the X-Men hole of I asked you too many follow-up questions and now you're <laughs> raging. So I'm just saying, I'm not raging. I am. A, <laughs> I love Kong uh, like the Skull Island. Don't get me wrong. I love that movie. I love Kong I, like that in, I, I, love, I love King Kong in that movie. It's very good. It was a very good movie. Mm-hmm. I loved it. But way too small. I prefer Queen Could've Kong. Could have been bigger. I wanted, I wanted the biggest Kong. <laughs> like, the Omni-Kong. And, they could they could have gotten an even bigger Kong. Like when I I wanted I wanted a Kong that was so big I couldn't even imagine it. But you know they just disappointed me. So so the Deweo is basically the Godzilla against the other monsters. Um, I feel so much about Godzilla. I don't know why I keep on talking about it. <laughs> uh, so went they even went to as far as putting up hex signs on barn doors. 
and the sign supposedly marked the Deweo and kept the Snallygaster away like a mongoose would a snake. So that might be the that might be the seven pointed star. So the seven pointed star is a symbol of the Deweo. Yeah, and then the Snallygaster is like, oh, I don't want to, don't want to mess with that. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Ooh, this is I, I'm my my idea is percolating. It's a little different, and that works perfectly. So, so we're just gonna go through a bunch of sightings now, because the Deweo actually has way more sightings than the Snallygaster does. Because the Snallygaster is, is basically really sneaky and just is silent, so not as much uh, sightings. So several University of Maryland students wrote that they had investigated the origin of an of the unknown creature and traced its ancestry back to the Dewey, which according to research To Dwayne Wade. Yep. <laughs> the Dewey is an animal that inhabited the left bank of the upper Amazon River and apparently migrated from the Yangtze River Plateau via Glacier Bridge, which connected Alaska to China. Uh, a newspaper account in Frederick, in, in Frederick, the Frederick News Post from uh, November twenty seventh, nineteen sixty five, detailed a detailed the account with a run in with the Deweo uh, uh, near the woods in Gambrel State Park. John Becker went out in his yard to investigate a strange noise. What was the name of the park? Uh, Gambrel. Gambrel. I like how it took you like three tries to say the Frederick News, but you got Gambrel in one take. I, I'm, I'm a broken man who <laughs> can barely speak English. <laughs> you do better with made-up words. I do, <laughs> technically all words Jesse are is fluent up. in Tolkien's Elvish. So, so near the woods at Gambrel State Park, John Becker went out in his yard to investigate a strange noise. I'm trying to do my news account, uh, announcer voice, mm-hmm. but I can't. <clears throat> it was getting dark, and he started back to the house when he saw something moving towards him. It had long black hair, a bushy tail, and growled like a wolf or a dog in anger. As it got closer, it stood up on its hind legs and attacked him. Becker fought the creature until it ran away into the woods, leaving him, his wife, and his children in horror. Deciding to remain anonymous under the alias John Becker, he filed a report to the local state police, telling an attack of a mysterious monster. And he called it a Deweo. <sighs> bum, bum, bum. So, so yeah, he was totally it attacked by a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this is funny. So this the thing the thing with like most of the sightings that I say mm-hmm. they come off as like they either come off as like very like and then I found five dollar stories. <laughs> um, where like, you know, you could literally uh, like make them more exciting by adding and then I found five dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, or they come off as like uh almost like uh erotic novel like first sentence stories. <laughs> and this one falls in the and then I found five dollar story. Since it's a good story, Frederick News Post reporter George May wrote a series of articles on the monster. Soon the newspaper throughout the area was carrying the story. 
These articles <coughs> spawned a rash of calls and letters to the newspaper, ranging from the absor- absurd to the furious. Uh, the county treasurer's office received application for a DeWeo license from a John Becker, accompanied <laughs> accompanied the, by a $1 fee. The license was issued and ma- mailed in care of George May, Frederick News Post. You did it! <laughs> so, this, so, so, like, a John Becker, which was an uh, alias, mm-hmm. um, was just like, hey, if I give you this one dollar, will you give me a piece of paper that says I can kill this thing? Look, he's he's respecting the kayfabe. He's got to have a license to hunt it. <laughs> Even though he made it up. Hey, you're giving away the business. Frederick, The Frederick newspapers reported other sightings, and Adam Towns, a uh, Maryland woman, called the paper insisting that this trash about the DeWeo must be stopped. She said her daughter was being treated for a nervous condition because of all this talk about the DeWeo. Maybe she's be- she should just be treated for a nervous condition because she has a nervous condition. Is this one of the first cryptid uh, induced panic attacks that you've ever covered on the show? Because that doesn't seem like it's a thing that a lot of people cop to. So, okay. So, I did a, a Spring Hill Jack episode. Mm-hmm. And that did have a lot more, like like, apparently, like you know, fainting women and whatnot happened. I mean, that's swooning. That's not a panic attack. Oh, no, because Spring Hill Jack, <laughs> we know he fucks. Oh, yeah, of course. We know he fucks. Not only does he fucks, he breathes fire and jumps real high, which means he fucks even better. <laughs> that, you don't have enough time on the podcast for me to ask all of the follow-up questions I have. <laughs> Well, well. So we have we have two. So there's two rules. I'll just draw your listeners' attention to your Spring Hill Jack episode. <laughs> so there's two rules I have. We know we know a uh, a cryptid fucks if it's humanoid and is like the Mothman in any way. So the Dwayo fucks because it's mammalian and humanoid ish, right? I thought it's bipedal. Uh, see, I don't know if the Dwayo fucks. I don't have enough. I don't have enough uh, description yet. Gotcha. Okay. We'll decide by the end. Like maybe that. Maybe that should be another thing I add to this podcast. Does this cryptid fuck? <laughs> You're gonna turn into cryptid, okay, Crusader, at some point. <laughs> no, I literally did that for my New Year's Eve epi- for my year year episode. What with Daniel? Because I listened to the with one Dan- where it was the bird with that shoots bullets or some shit. Yeah. And that one fucks because it has a medical degree. And you know you want to have the, you know, doctor for it. <laughs> listen to listen to my Tripodero episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I don't want to be on this podcast anymore. <laughs> so um this so this woman uh is blaming the DeWeo for her daughter's nervous condition. So uh, several hunters notice a strange black beast roaming in the woods. A uh, an Ellerton, uh, Ellerton, yeah, an Ellerton, Maryland Route Seventeen woman reported that the residents in the area had heard something cry like a baby and scream like a woman for several months. How is she a Route Seventeen woman? <laughs> I don't. That's know. the part I don't understand. <laughs> 
I'm just putting what the newspaper God put damn, in. Jesse, just do some fucking research for once. Jesus. That actually might be the cryptid we talked about two episodes ago, the Lechuza, which is a human-sized bird woman. <laughs> sorry, sorry, human-sized bird with a woman's face who lures people out with a baby sound. Hmm. Yeah. What's weird is every account's different because it's a la choose your own adventure. <laughs> uh, this is why you're my worst enemy. <laughs> yeah, that's why. This is why I'm my worst enemy. <laughs> so, a Jefferson, Maryland woman said that she saw a strange dog shaped creature <laughs> and described it as a dog. <laughs> No, <laughs> she, she, she's, like, she's like, I saw a dog in the place like, well, definitely a DeWayo. So, oh, so this is the uh, this is the exact quote. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mangle it at all. And by mangle it, change it. So, at least six foot tall, but inclined forward since it was moving quickly. Its head was fairly large and similar to that of a profile of a wolf. The body was covered in brown or brindle colored for fur. What's brindle? I went to a church that had a pastor whose last name was Brindle. Oh, okay. Well, this is uh, vocabulary with Jesse. Uh, brownish or tawny color of animal fur with streaks of other color. Yeah, it's a fairly common. It's a fairly common like animal. Uh, Animal coloration. I'm looking at a picture of the Dueo and spoilers gang, I don't think it fucks. Hey, 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 hey. It it doesn't, but hey. God, it's not uh, like Esther's fucking terrifying. Hey, we're not done yet. <laughs> okay. So the body was covered in brown or brindled colored fur, but the lower half was a stripe had a stripe stripe stripe. Oh my god. Okay. Had a stripe pattern of a noticeably darker and lighter banding. The forelegs were slimmer and was held out to the front as it moved. The back legs were very muscled and thick, similar to a kangaroo. It was not a hominin creature. It did have the characteristics of it did not have the characteristics of an ape. It was much more similar to a wolf or ferocious dog. However, it was definitely moving upright. It appeared to be adapted for that type of mobility. I was particularly impressed by the size and strength of its back legs. Mm. <laughs> the, the stripes of its lower half of the body and the canine wolf-like head. So, according to this woman, this creature does fuck. This, I mean, this creature could get it. It doesn't mean it fucks. There's a difference. Oh, it can get, Okay, okay. It can get it. There is a difference, <laughs> I guess. I guess there is a difference. So... Uh, that's pretty much all I have for for the two creatures. Well, I did share a, a picture of the Snallygaster in the chat for you to look at because it's fucking terrible. Oh, no, I've, I've probably looked at it before. Yeah, it's... I Boy. Yeah, it's an old one. Yeah, it's just an old Ooh, one. Oh, that's sorry. a pretty good picture, though. Sorry, I, I, like I wasn't able to provide <laughs> some new pictures that you've never seen before. Well... By old one, I mean like a Cthulhu thing. Gotcha. But it's also old, because I've seen it, also. <laughs> no, I didn't mean fuck you, but also fuck you. 
So, so let's, uh, so out of the two, who do you think is better? I think, I think the Snellycaster, while sounding like a Winnie the Pooh monster, Heffalumps, Woozles, and Snellycasters, uh, would <laughs> yeah, probably the- just wreck the Dwaya shit. <laughs> You remember that part in uh, Kingdom Hearts when you're in the 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 Hundred Acre Woods and you had to fight the Snallygaster? Uh, yeah, I've beaten all those games. Uh, so I I like the Snallygaster more as well, mostly because the uh, I don't know the Dewayo is just a it's just a fucking werewolf. And Jesse is horny for tentacles. Especially if it comes out of the mouth. I like it better when they're on the lower mouth parts. Mouth tentacles. Jesse's <laughs> very specific fetishes <laughs> mouth tentacles. Mouth tentacles and also like like leg tentacles. Which actually, no, they're not legs, they're tentacles. There is a difference between legs and tentacles. Uh, or arms, I should say. Um, so like the tent... <laughs> I could go Give me the shovel. Give me the shovel. Start digging the hole. <laughs> But there is a difference. Like, octopuses have arms, quids have tentacles. But they have, like, six arms and two tentacles. Like, they have to have, they have, to have a certain... Okay, fuck you. <laughs> so, but that being said, uh, yeah, I think the Dewey is just a goddamn werewolf, and we have enough of those in the world. It's not even, like, looking at some of these older pictures, it's not even necessarily a werewolf. It's, like, almost if wolves just walked on hind legs. It's not even, like... A wolf that's also part man. It's a time to make a YA. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Now we now we're going to go to the new segment. Ooh. Do the guys fuck? Oh right. Yeah. Um. So no. <laughs> I, no. See, yeah, I don't think the Snallygaster doesn't seem to be like <laughs> interested in that kind of stuff. In the and like I think I think the Deweo probably wants it's it also too much just and people all the it. worst parts of a dragon with mouth tentacles. Like Okay. Well, okay. First off, who said those are the worst parts of a dragon? I'm saying it right now with my mouth. <laughs> okay. Well, first off, you're 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 a liar. And also my enemy. Sure. So I can't. Uh, no, I th- I like the Snallygaster. It, it's very I, it's very interesting. I like the idea of a creature that kind of just swoops down and steals people like silently, and mm-hmm. then you just never see them again. It's uh, pretty good. Good way to scare scare children. Which I'm always a well, fan of. Well, most of these cryptids are just to scare children. So <laughs> or freed yeah. slaves, apparently. Or freed slaves, yes. Um, which is. A real fun part about a lot of cryptids from the south. <laughs> I don't, actually, this picture of the Dwayo looks like it might fuck. Yeah, this one might fuck. Like, just, but only because it looks like it's someone's GIF suit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just looks so like someone in like a really basic furry. <laughs> like Canonically, suit, back in the 1700s when that furry scene was in full force in Maryland. Revolutionary era Maryland when the furries were out in full force, man. He could totally get it. Yeah, so yeah, and also it seems like there's only one of both of these. It's not multiple sides. Like everyone says as as if it's for one creature. <laughs> From what I've seen. Like I don't see anything about like I don't see like any plural nouns. 
for sure. these creatures and any of the stuff. So, like, I like to think that they're both, like, immortal enemies <laughs> that just, like, go around messing with each other. And they have, like, turf wars and stuff. One-man turf wars. <laughs> I think these are just, so, like, neighbor disputes <laughs> and not turf wars. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, you get the east, I get the west. So, um, I think we're to my favorite segment. Make it YA slash make uh, slash make it sexy slash just make a story. Um, Very catchy, so this, succinct title. Oh, I can't, I can't do like because like I don't always make it YA and I don't always make it sexy. So sometimes we just make a story. But that being said, this is the this is a segment of the show where me and my guests try to pitch a story or concept that would make these creatures hot with today's youth or just a story. But, um, so what, what is your idea? Cause I think I might be along the same, same My lines. idea shifted from like a kind of West side story turf war angle to, um, more of like a dirty dozen idea. Where, like, there's a town that's being harassed by these, this damn Snallygaster, and they bring in, uh, the Deweo to, like, protect the town from it. And I, I made a note with the seven pointed star. We could use that as, like, a sheriff's badge or something. See, the thing is, like, for whatever reason, I don't want the Deweo being the good guy in this, but canonically, it's the good guy. Yeah, I mean, he fucks, so he has to be the good guy. Well, you know, bad guys could fuck. You said too. make it horny or sexy or whatever. I mean, well, so I'm thinking. Well, what I'm thinking, I think we could definitely do this, uh-huh. but I want it to be almost like the B story to like a Hatfields and McCoy like style, I like feud that. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, would it be like a Hatfields and McCoy style feud that like went basically? I just want Romeo Juliet with like. With, like, a DeWeo right. girl and, like, a Stylogaster boy. What was the city this is all supposedly around? Middle, Middletown. So, West Middletown story. And it's Romeo and Juliet, but... It's just Romeo and Juliet. Which, I, I know I said this, I know I've done this multiple times as a pitch, but... But... We make it, we put the Hatfield and McCoy element into it as well. Where, like... There's like legitimate, like, well, actually, no, there's legitimate death. In, I don't know. I just want to see, I just want to see the mouth tentacles wrap around this wolf boy, this wolf girl's uh, mouth, <laughs> this face. Um, cool. So just, you know, I bring a very interesting, um, dirty dozen <laughs> pitch to your doorstep. I mean, <laughs> literally half of my job in podcasting is pitching good movie ideas. Good in quotes. Um, you might as just, I mean, Great. Good job, Jesse. No, no, you no, did no, it. No, you no, did it, okay. Jesse. Goodbye. No. So my plugs, uh, I'm on. <laughs> no, no. I, I just want that to be an element. I want there to be I want there to be like an element of like of there's gonna be a Stalag Astro boy and a and a DeWeo girl. And they fall in love. Living in a lonely world. Um Yep. That's the thing though. Aren't they you just said that they're the only ones. No, no, but that's the thing. It's it, we're now in the fiction part of this show. <laughs> we could do like a, they could also do some kind of like Highlander type thing of like there can be only one. Hmm. Yeah, it just makes Highlander well, and Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, and like oh, and they have to kill each other, but like the generation 
like the generation that's like they have to kill their fathers like, to be together. Oh, I like or that. parents. We, like we don't that. have to just say fathers, but like or parents. Yes, yeah. Dewey's are well, famously uh, a, a matriarchy. Yes, they're, in the they're kayfabe. A matriarchy. Yeah, the kayfabe. Yes. <laughs> so, so I, so what? I do like the idea of like the maybe like the Deweo family being like the sheriffs and like the the law the like the law mm. men and women and the Snellygasters are the like crime family, or is it like yeah. like because this is in Maryland or this is in the South, isn't it? Yeah. Oh man, so I was thinking Western, but this is more like plantation genteel South. Yeah, that's why I want to go have Phil and McCoy. <laughs> oh, see, I was going yeah. to say, like, comedy of, like, uh, or not comedy of manners, but, like, the genteel south of, like, large plantation houses. Because I feel like we have to work in slavery somehow. Like, because these were invented to scare freed slaves. They weren't, no, they were brought we, back to scare freed slaves. Of course, of course. They were, yeah, yeah. brought back uh, or popularized to scare yeah. freed slaves. I feel like we need to have an element of the slavery angle in it. Maybe, maybe, yeah, so, yeah, let's, I don't know if we could do this sensitively, but. I mean, yeah, we should probably cut that whole tangent I just did. Well, like, well, here's, here's the thing. You Mm. could do it through illusions. Oh, illusions, not illusions. No, no illusions and illusions. (laughs) There's a Arrested Development joke that you just copied, basically. I feel like because I would because like this is gonna be a world where there's probably not a lot of humans, like because mm. like I almost would want it to be like like maybe like the up up the upwardly mobile the quote unquote good people mm. are like the Deweos and stuff right. like they're all proper and whatnot they're the people who you know make the laws and enforce the laws and sure ones that get like elected. Mm-hmm. And then the maybe the Snallygasters are the ones that like are like they're the downtrodden and tends to be the ones that you know try to do like covert action against the. So they're actually the good the guys, cast. but in our movie, the good guys in quotes are the Deweos. Good guys in quotes are the Deweos. Okay, and then there's going to be an actual good guy Deweo, or I should say good. Woman, because my idea was then that um, we have the Deweos be like the law, like you're saying, and then the Snellygasters yeah. are like up pl- like plantation owners. Ooh, and the son of the sheriff or whatever. I guess sheriff is also in the south. Like that's not just a western term. Um, no. The son of the sheriff <laughs> falls in love with the daughter of the plantation owner, or like they fall yes. in love, and. But there can be only one. And so they have to kill their mother in the case of the matriarchy, the Snallygaster, or sorry, the Deweo matriarchy and the Snallygaster patriarchy, which, by the way, Deweo matriarchy is a trademarked <laughs> name to me personally, Mike Knoll. <laughs> I, want to, I, I want to do opposite. I want to switch the, switch the identified gendered genders. I want it to be a sh- uh, like a lady uh, sheriff, right? That's that's Maybe what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a matriarchy. Yeah. The Deweos, who are yes. the law, are yeah. a matriarchy. Yeah, and and like we could throw in like we could throw in a lot of like scandalous, like weird, 
like sexual tension that makes no sense. The, the the mom and the plantation and her dad were a couple at one point. Oh, in the past. Oh, and they were forced to not be together anymore or, because of mm-hmm. like racial stuff. Or or scandal upon scandal. She's the Snally or Snallygaster son's actual mother. Ooh. Twins. Ooh. And then it gets really weird, like they had the old boy. Yeah. I've seen that. Um Wait, have you seen no. actually seen Old Boy? <laughs> no. Uh I won't ruin I won't ruin it, but I probably did by mentioning something about I, at this point I'm probably not gonna end up watching it. Um it's really good. I know. I'll get to it eventually. Park Chan Wook. Park Chan Wook is like Jesse, really good. Jesus Christ! I can't watch everything. I'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> God damn. Well, you also need to watch Sympathy shut for uh, Lady Vengeance. Shut up, Jesse. Just shut up. <laughs> Just watch Park Chan Wook. So much. Stuff. I just, you're my mortal enemy. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! We're twins. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if we're going, if so, we want to like lean into scandalous revelations, there's an angle. I. I almost want this to be like not like super action packed or anything. Mm. Like you may see like one like like gunfight throughout the entire thing, but it's mostly just like like whispers and like talking. Mm. So it's like it's one of those period piece films. So who's like the- it's set in the antebellum South, but with cryptids? Yeah. Oh man, I need this. Um. <laughs> so who's like the butler? Like the like um. I'll, I'll draw a comparison to a. Much more uncouth film. Who's the Samuel L. Jackson character from Django Unchained? Who is like the lieutenant of the plantation owning father, who is like the one who's like pegged what's going on with the kids and who tips the scales against them because they know what's up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, so I think that'd be like interesting character. Well, if we're if, if we're building a, a, a project that's just whispers and like subterfuge and back and forth like that, we need to start introducing a more fleshed out cast to also have oh, scandals yes. and and loose tongues, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like it yeah, can't just so, be those four people keeping secrets and finding them out. We need a few more people who are. I don't want to give away a future cryptid I'm doing because it'd be perfect for this. Okay, well, I mean, don't. It could be another Snallygaster. It could be a human. It could being, be. Yeah, like, it could be. It could, let's say, let's say, like, um, like maybe it's like a Rougarou. I know I keep on bringing those See, up. I almost want it to be a human. Like, I like the idea of just cryptids in the antebellum South, but also people. Like, it's been nobody talks about it. Like, it's not weird. That's just what reality is here. Okay, so it's like, so it's like the BoJack Horseman universe. Yeah, but with cryptids. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both cryptids. Okay, yeah. So yeah, let's make it like a let's make it like a human mm-hmm. of some sort. Um. It's going to be a human who is who is maybe like the best friend of the uh of the Snallygaster, the deputy for a long time, the deputy sheriff. So it who works for the Dueo mother, but gives information to the Snallygaster father, which gives us there a layer of betrayal and just delicious secrets. <laughs> And like and like it could like there could be like the mystery of like why they feel so linked. And that's who 
the dad or yeah, the, the plantation father wants his daughter or his mm, his son to marry. I don't son. care. Like we can have uh, yeah. you know what if we're if Whatever. we have cryptids in the Antebellum South, we're also gonna get rid of the homophobia yeah. of that time. So Yeah, who cares? Who the cares? Dad really wants his <laughs> son. Someone's to junk marry. is gonna go into someone else's yeah. junk sometime at this the movie. Dad, oh yeah. I mean, probably a bunch of times. I imagine multiple mouth weird mouth tentacle sex. I mean, that's not what I'm imagining. Uh, <laughs> oh no, that's what I'm imagining. Don't put gross tentacle words in my mouth. Um <laughs> I'm saying like a lot of like sex scenes in quotes where it's like people are about to do it and then cut to black and you cut back and like one of them's getting dressed. Like it's not a bunch of very graphic sex scenes or whatever, like, but there is a huge amount of heavy action <laughs> in this movie. And, and, like it's gonna be stuff that we don't understand mm-hmm. as well. So like I kinda wanna fill up the cast also with other like werewolf like <laughs> alternatives. Something like the Rugaru. Okay. They eat um, human flesh, right? They eat human flesh, yeah. Okay, Exclusively. So, um, okay, so the the plantation owner also has some friend who's maybe another plantation owner or who lives like up north or whatever and comes down and whenever they visit, uh, a number of the slaves go missing. Ooh. Ooh. And this is a very odious character who has who has um who who has set some sights on the Deweo daughter? Well, the the Rougarou comes from Louisiana because it's okay. it's was brought over from. Oh yeah, France. we're in Maryland, aren't we? Yeah, we're in Maryland, so maybe it could be someone in Louisiana. So they come up north. Did Maryland have slaves? Uh, I mean, I guess if, they if would the legend have. was resurrected to scare free slaves, they probably had them. I imagine they would for a really long time. History of Slavery in Maryland is a Wikipedia page, so. 1642. Yeah, okay. So, it's beginning, and so it ended, like, the 1800s, so we're fine. It's kind of hard, because, like, with this, it's a little hard to do beats and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do like the idea of, like, a period piece, like, a very serious period oh, yeah, piece yeah, yeah. about, like, with, but, like, with cryptids, and, like, no one mentions anything about it. And, like, I want at least one of the implied sex scenes to be between, like, a Snallygaster or, like, a human and be like, what's happening here? I don't know how well, they would have done and, this. And, like, looking at the pictures of the Snallygaster, we're not going to, like, anthropomorphize them at all. They are the hovering no. dragons. But they're wearing, like, antebellum clothing. As they're just, like, flying around these, like, bloated mouth tentacle dragon monsters are wearing like very nice three-piece suits from the animals like clutching a walking stick in one claw like i want i that's i don't want to sacrifice any of the tropes of the antebellum south for this like it just happens to be that there's flying dragon shit and like the deweos are basically wolves that are walking on their hind legs they're not werewolves as we know them they are just like wolves on two feet <laughs> and and um and like they would all speak in the way that they that would make sense to them. So like the mouth tentacle ones would be like, blah, 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 but everyone <laughs> understands each other. Why you do the Basically, just all Zoidbergs. Yes. So, no, but I like this. So do they like end up this. together, the daughter and son? So I kind of would like. I think they do. Mm-hmm. But they leave behind a trail of destruction yeah, behind yeah, yeah. them. Like they, like people <sighs> probably think they're dead. Oh, there's a forced marriage. The like the dad, the Snallygaster dad is like, you are going to marry the deputy sheriff at this ceremony. 
and the DeWeo sheriff's daughter like wrecks like crashes it and yes they like burn the plantation down on their way out yes um yes that's so it so what happens with the sheriff the mother the matriarch sheriff oh they get killed in the fire okay maybe sh- like at one point like the like the like the deweo like the deweo like straight up stabs them with like a with like a knife that they can that a wolf can use yeah. in their hands those wolf accessible knives that everybody's familiar with. You don't have to. You don't have to elaborate yeah, yeah. any further. Um, no, we no, we don't have to because guess what? In this world, they exist. How, how does does the Rougarou survive? Does do they die? I think they get like severely burnt up. They don't die, but they're going to be maimed. Gotcha. So this is this is our end for a sequel. This is our end for the sequel. Where or, you know season the, uh, five or whatever. However, we want to. I think this would be better as a movie. I don't know if we could stretch I don't know, it out t- super ten long. One hour episodes. Hmm? Probably. You know what? Yeah, we can do like ten one hour episodes. But we we have to set up for another well, like just in case it, it I mean it's gonna take off, obviously. Especially among the real life Dueo and Snally Gasper populations. Yes, yeah. That that do exist. Yeah. So the Rougarou community demographic is really gonna hate it, because I mean well, well, the thing is, we're going to be painting this Rougarou like very badly, and I need to do an episode. I need to do an episode on the Rougarou because honestly, it's my favorite version of a werewolf. So, but so all right. So last, last question then: What's the the big climax scene? They're at the wedding, the forced wedding. He, the uh, Dueo daughter, breaks in and like tries to stop the wedding. So obviously, the Snallygaster dad pulls a pistol. Which has been built so that Snellicasters can use it. We don't have to explain it anymore. Everyone's familiar. We don't with have the to idea. explain it. It just happens. Yeah. It happens because guess what? They all grew up together. There's a there's a there's a fucking uh like Nessie like cow. Oh, col- oh, Nessie is officiating somewhere. the wedding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it would be one. Of, it'd be a local variant of Nessie. Sure. The Lock Maryland monster. Um. So the the sheriff mom pulls a gun then on the Snellygaster dad and they fire at each other and everybody's like running around losing their shit at this point and the Rukaru sees the kids running away. You could put in tons of different little cryptids. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. At this, I mean, this, well, I, feel, I didn't think. Do you want to stop and like talk about what all the cryptids at the wedding or? <laughs> so so we definitely want to include a lot of them from the south. So like the Santer which is basically just a glowing cat that like has a whip like tail. Oh, no, the, the glowing cat that's the that's who's officiating the wedding yes and it's a glowing cat so like so like it has to walk up like some stairs and like it kind of lays down and then kind of lazily paws through its notes um or it uses its tail that's really quick so um so we're gonna have like a wamp which is basically like a raccoon that also doubles as a shark shaker, shark shaker, yes, a salt shaker. <laughs> Wait, what? A salt shaker, that's like it has like a bunch of salt in it. Yeah, that's one of them. And then you'll have uh, you'll have uh, a splinter cat, which likes to eat raccoon, and so it's going to be oh, looking over yeah. at the lamp like real it. lustily. They're sitting next to each other, and that is not yeah. a. Yeah, and it's just like mm. you see you, the entire time looks over, and you see the wamp like shaking itself, and like so there's salt on its hands, and it's like rubbing too much salt, so it will taste bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, and then you'd have and then you'd have like the uh, the uh, old spider legs, which is basically a horse that was that has eight legs, but not like not but like not like slept uh, 
Slepnir. But, like, it looks like a spider. I like the idea of at this wedding, um, as the 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 Doyo daughter shows up and is like no don't marry him marry me or whatever and the dad like pulls a gun on her and so then the sheriff monster himself and pulls a gun and they're like in a sit off and then someone else in the audience like pulls a gun on the sheriff and is like I'm with that guy or whatever and someone else and it's like yeah you would do that and now just like all these secrets and like betrayals come out of the wedding is everybody starts pulling guns on everybody else. <laughs> I mean, the, the eight-legged horse has, like, six guns. Like, it's leaning back on four of its legs, so it's holding six guns in various directions. <laughs> and it's just a horse, so yeah. it has to be, like, a horse gun. Yeah. Like, it has to be a gun that a horse could use. Yeah, no, I mean, we don't have to elaborate. Everybody knows what a horse gun looks like. Yeah. Well, no, this is a world where there's a, that's obviously built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Respect the kayfabe. Um, Respect the kayfabe, yeah. <laughs> so... How how does the Rougarou like obviously a bunch of people just get it's like a a Kingsman inside the church type gunfight scene of just all these people shooting each other and dying all these and the and maybe somebody knocks a candle over and that's what starts the house on fire. No, I think the Rougarou sets the fire. Mm, why? The Rougarou sets the fire because it wants the uh because as soon as it gets married, as soon as it gets married to the Snallygaster. He gets, like, well, the Well, no, the deputy was stuff. marrying the Snallygaster. Sorry, the deputy. So, oh, yeah. I have an idea. So, like, oh, no, maybe the Ruguru wanted to get the, maybe the Ruguru wanted to, like, somehow steal the fortune. I have an idea. Okay. Well, and it's not it? a happy ending. Okay, I don't care. He locks the couple, the, the, our couple, the Dueo and the Snallygaster, in a room. After and it starts that room on fire to kill them in a jealous rage, and then they still somehow escape. Yeah, I mean they can. That would be the happy ending. They not them not yeah, escaping they, is the not happy ending. Yeah, no, they get yeah. yeah so he tries to set fire to the plantation, basically. Well, I mean, after yeah, locking he, them, he locks in. them. I, I think he like pushes a candle over in a room and then like locks them in that room. Is the idea yeah. of like he's definitely going to kill them? The plantation ends up burning down. Entirely, but yeah. the idea was mostly make sure they burn to death. Yeah, but they they somehow escape. Like maybe like the fire weakens like a key support and like it knocks out a bit of the wall. They can crawl out. Or I something. think we've established earlier in the film that the Snallygaster son sneaks out of this specific room every night to go see the Dewayo daughter. Oh yeah, and so he knows how to sneak out, how to get out of this room, and it's some like a loose panel here on the side, like the wall or something that I pull off and crawl through over here to get out. Like he has a secret escape that we have seen before in the movie, and they escape together. Yeah, and but the maybe like the way not mean uh, and the uh, the Rougarou like gets caught in the fire. Like maybe certain <sighs> things are catching fire quicker. Than yeah, and like. Yeah, so that that the fire spreads because they sink out that way. So it spreads into a different room of the house, and like there's panic also because of a gunfight, and he just can't get yeah. out. Like between the gunfighting and the fire, he just gets trapped in the in the house. Something and, falls on and, him and he's pinned. Like, yeah. But at the end, you do see that he is still alive, like kind of limping away, basically. Or the classic like pan over the wreckage of the house. And we see him very burned, and then the, <gasps> like, I'm alive, gasp. Yeah. Get out of HBO. But I like talking about sequels. I mean, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, you like talking about sequels, Jesse? 
<laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I like talking about sequels of things that I've already talked about. Uh, yeah, I mean, man, I wonder what that's like. Yeah, really I wonder. like talking about sequels for 40 to 70 minutes of hop. Hmm. I wonder if that would lead perfectly into a into a plug section. It might. Uh, no, uh, so, yeah, I do a podcast called The Equalizers with Friend, and I'm not sure if they'll have been on the show yeah, but uh, Madison Jones and we do – we take movies that never got a sequel either because they were very good and they didn't need one or they're very bad and they don't deserve one and we give them to them. Um, as of right now, we have done 40-plus episodes. We've got Hook 2, Space Jam 2, Meet Dave 2, the Lizzie McGuire movie 2. Um, we will have released by now our Catwoman sequel, Into the Catterverse, which was very fun to do. Um, I will have pitched and probably released Rami and Michelle go, uh, High School Reunion 2, uh, which is a very fun movie. And I really proud of my pitch. We have uh, pretty much anything for anybody, Hocus Pocus 2, etc. You can find us everywhere online by searching Equalizers, and we spell it E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in sequel. Uh, and then I do a second show with my friend uh, Jackson Eflin, where we watch the 1980s uh, Granada Television Sherlock Holmes TV series starring Jeremy Brent and David Burke, and we talk about it. By the time you're hearing this, we will have officially launched season two of Studying Granada. Uh, and I realized talking to Jesse on Alphabet Flight <laughs> that we don't specify this. You can find all episodes of the Granada series on YouTube. So it's easy to watch what and do you watch have to along. Search to find it. Um, I search like the episode title and Granada. Yes, yeah, so you can search Granada, G-R-A-N-A-D-A, and Sherlock Holmes on YouTube, and you will find all the episodes. Also, whenever I I make the playlist for Jackson and I to watch for a season, um, I just Google um, like the episode title and then Granada. And that's usually brings it to you. You can find us online on Twitter at in underscore Granada. And we're on iTunes and Google Play and et cetera, et cetera, for the episode. So give it a listen. Okay. My name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Alphabet Flight, where thrice weekly I talk about Marvel characters uh, in alphabetical order from the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Um, if you'd like to see my little cryptid cat, who recently who just tried to bite me randomly for no reason and then when i looked at him and said hey he just like and then left um uh if you want to see him you can go to at marvelous mooch on instagram uh and you can see lots of pictures of him um mostly when he's not being a big butt um which is most not most of the time yeah so uh uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, alphabet flight? I don't I already said Did alphabet I, flight. I wasn't listening because um, I hate you. Well, okay. Well, I hate you too, mortal enemy. This has been Creepy Critters. And uh, maybe avoid the, the, the dog man who's like running at you really quickly. <laughs> Very succinct and catchy. Bye. <laughs>